Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. My name is Matt Pohl, founder of the Rewild Group. We believe that as a fundamental part of the human experience, that work is not only essential, it's valuable, that work matters. That's why we're on a mission to multiply the number of exceptional businesses globally. We want business owners and their employees to thrive at work. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we discuss stories of how leaders are having a lasting impact on small and mid-sized businesses. Welcome to this episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. My name is Matthew Pohl, and I'm the host today. I have Lee Mulberry, who's uh, an advisor with the Rewild Group, and uh, we're just glad to have him on board. Lee is is has a real passion for small and mid-sized businesses, and we just want to share a little bit of his story today. Uh, Lee, can you tell tell us maybe start off with just a little bit about your background in business? You know, prior to getting into uh, kind of advisor services. Sure, sure. I spent uh, over twenty five years in uh, senior leadership of uh, the telecom um, companies. We were uh, supplying product to the actual phone companies, and uh, and then I also spent uh, four years with IBM Global Services as a principal in the consulting group, um, working in in the telecom field. And I've had my um, consulting company since 2005. Uh, One of the things I did uh, for a period there also was, uh, I was an executive forum leader with Renaissance Executive Forums, where we got uh, CEOs in a room once a month and they acted as um, advisory boards and and, uh, peer-to-peer help uh, which was very um, informative and interesting to deal with uh, small to medium-sized business owners uh, in an intimate setting where they were uh, uh, very candid, very open, uh, very vulnerable, uh, which uh, was very helpful in in uh, additional training for my consulting business. Okay, uh, That's where I became uh, aware of Rewild. One of the members uh, had worked with you and uh, and brought you into the forums. and uh, And so that's how I got to know you. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so, in the executive uh, roles within larger corporations, it sounds like uh, you're more in the sales or operations. What what kind of functional areas were you involved in? Uh, through most of my career with telecom, it was in the sales field, the marketing and sales. And then um, after I left IBM Global Services, I was a general manager for a small um, company uh, because I wanted to get the uh, P&L responsibility that I had not had. So uh, okay. four years of being a GM was uh, very, very informative and, and was, was a really great experience. What kind of business was that that you were the general manager of? That would have specialized tools and tool cases uh, business and okay. uh, with uh, all kinds of, of uh, trades uh, with electricians and plumbers and uh, just about everything you can think of. It was okay. a terrific, um, terrific business. Okay. What what was the uh, impetus to leave the corporate environment and go more to that small, mid-sized business as a GM and then as a peer group leader? What what was the cause of that transition for you? Um, well, uh, with IBM, I really enjoyed a lot of the work that we did 
but I had been with big business for over 25 years at that point. And um, there was a lot of things about it that are, are really fun and exciting, but the bureaucracies got to me. And okay. I decided that I wanted to go into small business and uh, uh, with an eye on consulting because of the success I had had with IBM. And But I felt I needed that experience uh, at the uh, small business level. Okay. And, and so the four years with um, with Tecra actually really spurred me on to uh, want to help and work with small business owners uh, because I really enjoyed that. Okay. Okay. And then that peer group experience that really took you, like you said, into a very confidential, intimate conversations with a, a group of CEOs, business owners, really, um, on a regular basis. Was that, uh, what's one of your takeaways that you, that came out of that uh, time in your career? You're right. That was, that was a really unique experience because it's the way that they're set up. It's very confidential. Um, there's no competitors in the room. Um, there is a lot of accountability partnership going on. There's a lot of tough love going on. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of candor in the room uh, where, because they regularly reported on issues that they were having and then asked for help uh, and suggestions. And so um, the vulnerability was, was, uh, something that for you to be a good member, you needed to be willing to be vulnerable and willing to ask for help and also give help. And so that kind of environment was, again, a perfect, um, you know, a proving ground for me re relative to uh, um, consulting because right. I could see how their minds worked. I could see where they were. Uh, some of the really, really competent people would have blind spots and would have issues with uh, parts of, of managing that they just weren't familiar with. Um, mm. They had tremendous confidence and, and even an arrogance that got them where they are. Mm -hmm. um, also led to uh, some blind spots in their uh, either their management style or in their um, organizational structure and design. Um, and it, it helped me recognize those situations much more clearly. And to also, to be quite candid, again, uh, help me get past the uh, deflection that you always run into um, when you're talking to somebody about helping them with their business. Because it's really difficult for uh, a business owner to admit when they've made mistakes or when they have problems because they feel personal about that. And, and that becomes a bit problematic. And um, so part of part of that is explaining to them that that's normal. That's that's it's very, very difficult to be great at all things and, right. and to be able to uh, have the comfort in yourself and the confidence um, that you can ask for help and get that is it's monumental. Yeah. Uh, where I have where I have difficulties with any potential client is when they don't have that confidence level that they can admit that they need help and then accept it. Um, that's that's where the trouble comes. Or when you have run into people that say, "Yeah, I'm really really good, but I'm not great at everything. I need some help." Those are the people that um, are wonderful to work with. Okay. Yeah. No, that's right. And 
you know, it, it is kind of a, it's a bundled package, right? You know, CEOs, they start businesses, they run businesses because they have a lot of confidence, because they've learned to <clears throat> rely upon themselves. But yeah, that ability to also see that there are potential gaps or areas of weakness on top of all the areas of strength, right, that, that the organization has and being willing to say, hey, this is just not my strength. Uh, it's not what I'm naturally good at. I could use some help there. Yeah, that's a big thing to be able to admit. Um, you talked about getting exposed to organizational rewilding while you're doing the peer groups. Um, then at some point you made a decision to go ahead and, you know, kind of go all in with organizational rewilding, you know, um, what, what was kind of the catalyst for that? Uh, the way it was introduced was by one of the CEOs that had worked with um, rewilding and was extremely pleased with it. So that was uh, that was a credibility boost right there. And that that allowed me to go into uh, investigation about rewild without some of the um, skepticism that might normally be um, um, present. Right. And uh, and then looking through the the material on the stages of growth, re, uh, reading the, uh, the managing the growth curve or navigating the growth curve, that was certainly a big deal. And then just seeing um, the uh, methodology laid out uh, in the format and all the supporting materials and the thought process that was behind it and um, the support that was available from headquarters. Um, the uh, way that the advisor program was set up uh, and and that kind of thing. It was just, it was um, very professional and very, uh, it just made a lot of sense. Mm. It was it was logical. Um, I've looked at a lot of different uh, companies that offer help to consultants and different methodologies and processes and nothing came close to either the methodology or the um, support framework that organizational wilding provides okay uh, and so and then the offer to uh do the training to become a certified advisor and the way that that uh, work was um portrayed and and dis and, and delivered and then each one of the elements or each one of the um engagement trainings uh just made a lot of sense i love the multimedia uh teaching style the multimodal that, yeah. that's very powerful yeah uh, Okay. Um, you said you looked at other methodologies. I mean, what in particular advantage do you feel that organizational rewilding provides you in the marketplace, you know, to, to differentiate yourself or just on what you're able to accomplish? Um, I guess this, this sounds a little goofy, but it, there's no uh, gimmickry to it. There's, it's not a gimmick. It's not a, uh, uh, you have to come in and buy all in and you have to spend a whole bunch of money and, and it's all soup to nuts and that kind of thing. It can be broken up uh, into discrete um, uh, engagements based upon in the key systemic elements, or it can be um, more of an inclusive one, but on this level. Uh, and so that it, it gives you the ability to go in and really seek um, out what the issues are within that company and what the problems are, and then determine whether or not you think you can be of help. And then when you can, you've got 
a, a really nice set of, of um, options to offer as solutions. And, okay. and they're packaged in a way that the people know upfront exactly what they're getting and they know what they're going to pay for it. And I really like that. No surprises right. in terms of, of what they're buying. And we can get a real clear definition of success before we start. And, and I think that's that's probably one of the best parts of it is that the people know what they're getting and and they'll know when they're happy. Uh, okay. Thanks for a good engagement. Um, is there a particular feature about organizational rewilding that kind of bubbles up to the top of, you know, this is something that you really appreciate about this methodology and being certified in it? Absolutely. The, the stages of growth methodology and the, the matrix um, where you can lay out uh, the different stages based upon um, the number of employees is so logical and, and based upon such uh, good research and it's logical. And when you take people through it, you can see them resonating with the different points and the fact that that it shows them it, it, it's predictive and saying this is what could happen to you in the future um, you know, it's it's diagnostic by saying, here's the things that you didn't pay attention to or you haven't gone far enough with. Right. And it's, it's prescriptive with the, uh, okay, here's the situation you're in. Now, here's what we can do to get you up to where you need to be to be prepared for that growth that you're looking for. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what are some of the common challenges as you're inter interacting with business leaders, business owners? Um, what are some of the challenges, common challenges you're hearing them say that is that's kind of a flag to you about, hey, I, this sounds like organizational rewilding could be a good fit. Is there a few that kind of, you know, show up more frequently than others? Yeah, there's a couple of them. Uh, one of the most common is that I, I seem to be successful at growing the top line, but I'm struggling in getting it to fall to the bottom in profit. There just okay. seems to be so many things in the way. And, and that certainly is indicative of some organizational design or process, um, some lack of quality control, you know, a bunch of different issues there. But that's a very frequent one. Okay. Uh, another one is, uh, you know, I was able to grow the company uh, up to uh, 30 people and then I dropped back down. And then I'd be able to grow it up and I dropped back down. And it just seemed to be... Um, more of a roller coaster than it was a nice progression up. And, right. and that certainly is an indication that they don't have their processes and procedures in place, nor the, the right management team to handle the additional growth. Right. Uh, and, and so, uh, and, and when they, when they say we're not getting our products out on time, we don't get new products out, or uh, we don't seem to be able to anticipate quality problems. Uh, we're getting so many complaints from our customer on inconsistency. Okay. Those are some of the things that really trigger me to say, those are things I can really help you with. Okay, cool. Uh, our audience, they always like to hear stories, right? Stories of actual success. You know, we've talked a little bit about the theory, what your journey mm -hmm. was like, but um, would you be able to share a story of a client you worked with that you see you've had a long lasting impact on that client? Yeah, my my best story is is with uh, um, 
a woman um, that owned a, a commercial app development company. And um, she had people here in the US, but she also had a large contingent that were uh, uh, offshore that did the actual development work. So her um, her management was very complex uh, and very different because she had American people that that had a, a culture. She had people in India that had a different culture and then a couple of other countries. And so she had a lot of issues with um, the language she was capable of using and and uh, how the, the methodology for managing uh, and and things like that. And so her her life was pretty complex. And so we went through the uh, uh, the coaching uh, engagement and we did it on a pretty rapid basis. We did two sessions a month and uh, we started in December and uh, it actually ended up taking about um, 16 months to go through it because we uh, added a, a different uh, things. What I told her was anytime she wanted to add some of her people in to talk about a specific issue, we can do that. Mm -hmm. And so we did that three or four times where it was a specific issue that she needed to have fixed. Okay. Uh, and uh, she had trouble with um, the quoting process and scope creep. That was a huge problem, things like sure. that. Um, and and about April, we were, we were sitting there after we had done the, the session and she looked at me and she said, Lee, you're, you're saving me and you're saving my business. I, I really appreciate it. Wow. Uh, and and that, I mean, that's just incredibly powerful. It, it was just um, quite a quite a wonderful moment to know that uh, what we were doing between uh, the Rewild program and, and, and Lee, we were helping this woman. Yeah. And that, that uh, and in fact, we will we'll probably get a, another engagement with her not far after the first of the year. Okay, outstanding. Um, <clears throat> if you were sitting across the table from a business owner having a coffee uh, and you had a word of advice to that business owner, what would be kind of a, a general thing that you could point them to that you think might be valuable to them? Um, I'd have to answer that in a couple different ways. If I was, if I was looking to that person uh, as a potential uh, client, I would I would say to them that um, take a take an honest self assessment of what things that you're really good at and what things that you're not, and have you backstop those areas in which you could use help, uh, or are there things that you want to move more quickly on, and outside help could really be of benefit, and uh, and look at things that have happened and they keep reoccurring. Or um, are you in a situation where you feel like you're playing whack-a-mole right. and you're dealing with um, with the problems on the surface level and you kind of band-aid them and then something else happens and it keeps coming back? Um, so I would look at it that way. If I if I were look, talking to somebody just from a standpoint of uh, being willing to give them some advice, um, it would be to ask them, do you have a roadmap for growth? Do you have a way to measure... Uh, what kind of things you should be doing uh, and, and what should you be proficient at now and, and what can you leave until later? Because and, as you well know, what you say no to do is as important as what you say yes. So knowing that there are certain pieces of business that uh, a business process that you don't have to be great at yet is a peace of mind and you can spend your time working on the right things. 
Right. And so I, I would ask him, do you have something like that that helps guide you uh, so that you know you're spending your time in the right places? Uh, because I think a lot of, of us business owners, you're always concerned. There's usually no problem in staying busy. The issue is, are you being effective? Are you using your time in the right place? And so having um, some type of a, of a set of guideposts that give you that is invaluable. Right, right. No, and that's that's a big challenge for business owners, right? There's so much ambiguity in what a business owner faces, so much unknown that having maybe one area of the business or a roadmap that uh, help provides guidance across the business, I would think would be very powerful to, like you said, help focus them on what needs to be done today versus what could be let go of and dealt with at a later stage. So, yeah, um, one of the other things about it too is uh, um, you're, you really want your people to have confidence in you. And sometimes you don't know exactly what's going to happen. But if you have the right roadmap that says, you know what, when you get to this size, here are a couple of things that are going to happen and, and it's going to make things difficult for you. If you can use that and give your people a forewarning that, look, as we grow, we're going to run into some of these problems. I don't mm -hmm. want you to worry. We'll, we'll be able to get through that. You know, right. it's kind of like the hero's journey that that knowing that these things are going to happen to you and that you're going to make it through because you know the processes that you have to deal with, that can be huge in terms of keeping employee confidence, which is directly linked to their productivity and effectiveness and efficiency. Uh, and I think that's another part of it that that I really like that I use in in my uh, selling process. Okay. Okay, Lee. We appreciate you sharing your story, your journey. Uh, you know what you've taken away from organizational rewilding and how that's impacted uh, small and mid-sized businesses in your part of the world. Um, if people would like to reach out to you and and uh, connect with you, what's uh, the best way for them to do that? Two easy ways. One is my LinkedIn profile and look under the contact information. I have all of that. And then my website is northernstarconsult.com. Northernstarconsult.com. Okay. Uh, and we'll put that, uh, those, those links in our uh, notes for the podcast. Um, again, Lee, thanks for joining us. And I uh, encourage folks to that are struggling with some of the ideas or uh, challenges that that uh, Lee mentioned, reach out to him. And we appreciate our listeners for joining us for another podcast episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. And we hope that you'll join us in the future. Thanks. Matt Pohl here. Thank you for watching this episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. If you're a successful business advisor, I encourage you to go to leaders.rewildgroup.com where you can learn how to be a guest on our show. If you enjoyed the episode, please share on social media. You can also tag people that you think might be a good guest for our show. Just be sure to use hashtag leaders of lasting impact so we can see your comments and suggestions. We release episodes on a regular basis, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Finally, we really appreciate your ratings and reviews. Those go a long way with promoting our podcast. It really means a lot to me and our team. Learn more about the Rewild Group at rewildgroup.com 
or you can follow us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.